Hi everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. Today, we're going to talk about relationships. Oh my gosh, if you're dating someone, if you're married, if you're thinking about dating or just anything even close to that, this talk is for you. We're going to talk about the difference between liking and loving. And my gosh, there's a huge difference. Most all of this comes from Dr. John Gottman. If you have not studied Dr. Gottman, wow, treat yourself. He runs the Seattle Love Lab. It's the University of Seattle. It's the Relationship Department. And Dr. Gottman has got it going on. So here's the question. Do you know someone that left someone that they love? I do. I've seen it. Someone says, I love him, but it just drives me nuts. I can't stand to be around him. This is why liking is so vital to a marriage. This is all Dr. Gottman, guys. We tend to hang around people we like, right? We tend to hang out with them. They're our friends. And according to Dr. Gottman, who is the most studied person in the world when it comes to relationships, he says, an indicator of a healthy relationship is fondness and admiration. Am I fond of my wife? Do I admire her? It's so simple, isn't it? In other words, do you like him? Do you like your partner? The key to fondness and admiration is to see your relationship in the positive light. He says, what's the story you tell? What's your history? Do you put a positive spin on your history or is it not so positive? Something I've always done. <laughs> if you've been hanging around Tiff and I, and you, you've, you've been around us either at dinner or anything like that, you'll hear me say things like this to her. I always do this. I go, I really like you. <laughs> try it. <laughs> you know, I really like you, mama. I really like you. It may sound goofy, but try it. Oh my God, try it. Here's another one that I do. I go, I really like you. It's not because you're beautiful, smart, or you got fantastic babies. There's other reasons. I just can't think of them right now. <laughs> She laughs, I laugh. It's always fun. Because you know why I do this? I really like her. I just like her. Oh my God, I like her so much. If you're ever at a restaurant and you're getting up, say this to your significant other. Say, if anyone comes by to hit on you, just tell them you're with me. Because <laughs> I really like you. And walk away. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> the happiest couples in the world, they express weeness versus meanness. Again, Dr. Gottman, we-ness versus me-ness. Happy couples tell their stories with a sense of we, us, togetherness. Often their words, they show shared beliefs, shared values, shared goals. The Bible calls this equally yoked. Life's a lot easier when you have the same values, isn't it? I mean, my gosh. <laughs> There's something according to Dr. John Gottman is called expansiveness versus withdrawal. This stuff changed my life, guys. He says, all couples have a story to tell. How couples share the stories, the story of us, can determine the health of their relationship. When the story of us is positive and it's full of detail, meaning expansive, versus lacking detail or negative, meaning withdrawal, a couple has a strong buffer against conflict and they tend to focus on the positive qualities because they like each other. 
Isn't it great? You know what Dr. Gottman can do? Dr. Gottman is so good at relationships that he can thin slice couples. This, this, this changes everything. Oh my God. Thin slicing is something that when I learned this, I thought, that can't be. Dr. Gottman can listen to any couple talk about anything that's important to their relationship and then predict with over 95% accuracy if they're going to be together in seven years. <laughs> I joke with people and say no one talks around him anymore. Right? You almost wouldn't want to know, right? <laughs> God. Thin slicing. That's crazy. He says, embrace your journey together. Like each other. As Dr. Gottman says, couples who glorify the struggle express great pride in their ability to overcome difficult times together. Because it's the struggle that counts. It's not the end goal. It's not living in that giant house set back from the road with the perfect dog in the front yard and the perfect car in the driveway. It's what you got to become to get there. And what do you need to accomplish to get there? That's what you're going to treasure. So treasure it today. That's the dream. The dream of life is not the end goal. It's the struggle to get there. It's who you need to become. They talk about the hard times, the hard times that they strengthen relationships and how they use challenges to grow closer. This is what healthy couples do. They use hard times to get stronger and better and closer. They use it to grow their relationship. They don't fight and bicker and tear each other apart because they like each other. The best couples, they share a profound meaning together and there's a purpose to life together. This is what I think. I think when we fall in love with someone, we fall in love with all the positive attributes. And you know what we do? We ignore all the negative things about them. We don't even see them. In other words, everything about them is beautiful. There's nothing that's unattractive. I mean, magically, every single love song that's ever been written has been written about my significant other. Isn't that the way it works? I mean, many people, they let their mind trick them and they could fall into a trap. Oh, there's a trap set. It's an ugly trap. You know that tingly feeling you get when you're infatuated by someone? You know what that is? That's common sense just leaving your body. Because romantic love, you know what it does? It floods your body with feel-good chemicals. And there's a trap set here. Now, some people out there expect that feel-good chemicals to naturally flow forever, like it does in the beginning. It's a trap to get you to say one day, I just don't feel in love anymore with you. We just fell out of love. Romantic love is one of those things in life where feeling becomes before actions. It's the only thing in life that's like that. You feel it, then you do. That is not the way life works in the normal world. Feelings are magically there when you're infatuated with someone. They're just magically there. Every other time in life, feelings come after the actions. You know, you, you do then you feel. Think about it. You'll never ever feel the pain in your thumb if you don't swing the hammer and hit it first. You'll never feel the accomplishment of a workout before you do the workout. You'll never sense the satisfaction of working hard until you work hard. You see, action then feeling. Because of this phenomena of feelings before actions, sometimes couples think there's something wrong with us. I have fallen out of love with you. You see, romantic love starts as a feeling that causes actions. Slowly, it changes to actions that causes feelings, just like everything else in life. Isn't it simple? This is why I say, 
I really like you, mama. I like you a lot. If you don't actively feed your relationship, it's going to wither and die. You may even begin to only see the negative things in your partner. When, when you met, all those negative things were there. You just ignored them. You focused on the good, the clean, the pure. Romantic love happens naturally. It just happens. But you know what? Love is a choice. Love is a choice to do the action so you get the feelings. But no, this is the way life works. It's a choice to focus on the good in the other person. It's a choice to only see the good things in them. And remember, you can only see what you're looking at. So when you first met them, you were only looking at the good. This is why they were flawless. They were gorgeous in every way. All you need to do is always focus on the good things in your partner. And guess what you're going to get? More of it. So today's challenge, focus on the good in your partner. Always focus on the good. It's the way it works. And today, you know, there's a new challenge we have. It's called social media. That stuff, social media, that stuff, it's designed to make you feel close to people that are far away. But man, when you're with your significant other, put it down. Because if you don't, you could lose the person right in front of you. When it comes to relationships, feelings, and emotions, there is no such thing as an efficient relationship. You must spend the time to get it. If you don't, you won't. I think some of the best relationships out there is when people get more than what they thought for just liking someone. I really like you, Mella. Thanks, y'all. Hope you're having fun out there. say it's another perspective change but in a weird way it's kind of like liking someone is more important than loving not in a no it's true right yeah because you know you've heard people say i love them but i'm going to leave them we've all known people that you know you know someone that ever left someone they love yeah absolutely there are people in my life that are not in my life that i love how messed up is that you know what i mean I i just don't like how they act i don't like how who they are but i love them I absolutely love them. And yeah. I've, cried, I've cried over it. Yeah, that's it's, why it's, it's crazy. It's, it's weird, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like liking a... is liking. Liking does trump it. Liking trumps the loving because you know romantic love. It truly is the only thing in this. Can you think of anything else that feelings come before action? I've racked my brain on that. I can't think of anything that like you feel it, then you do it. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 always that you do, then you feel. But when you fall in love with someone. You just feel so romantically in love with them and it causes your actions. Over time, all those chemicals die down in your body. And then what happens is people go, I just don't feel in love with you. Well, what are you doing to feel in love with them? Are you still going out to dinners? Are you buying flowers? Are you writing love notes? Are you looking to the good in them or are you looking to the negative in them? Because people don't change much. I can tell you this. I'm the same person today that I was when I was 14 years old. I was bouncing off the walls. You go, yep, that's Randy. Same guy. So when Tiff met me and she fell in love with me, she fell in love with all the positive attributes of me and she ignored all the negative ones. But guess what? All the negative ones were there. And over time, if she goes, you know what? <laughs> you're, 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 you're too crazy, Randy. You're always bouncing off the walls. You're too whatever. And she starts focusing on the negative. That's what you get. And all of a sudden you go, I'm just, I just fell out of love. No, you didn't. You just focused on the wrong things too, for too long. Yeah. Wow. This is all Dr. Gottman. Dr. Gottman 
You know, my gosh, his ability to thin slice couples, it amazes me if you study this stuff. He basically says there's three main components to this stuff. You, uh, number, number one has to do with his admiration, focusing on the good, the clean, the pure, right? And it has, also has to do, we talked about bids in the past. We make mm-hmm. bids to each other, right? We make bids all the time. I, did, I made a bid to Tiff last night over through a text message. And it's crazy the way this works, Ralph. I am so in love with Tiffany. I, God, like Lady drives me nuts. I love her. Like, I, like the, the, she, she's calling me the other day. And I'm actually looking at pictures of her on my phone as I'm on the backhoe. I go, <laughs> I'm actually looking at pictures of your mama. I did a screenshot of my phone to show her. Like, are you crazy? You drive around looking at pictures of me? Like, yes, I actually do. Because you're all I think about. It drives me crazy. So then that night, I sent her a text message that was something that you'd only send to your wife, right? Mm-hmm. And no response. Tell me, no response. So I'm I'm upstairs, right? You're like, tracing. Oh right? But here it is. Randy, un, unaware that I'm about to make myself vulnerable. I didn't see what was about to happen to me. I send her a text message that's like really, really good stuff, right? No response. She then, she's downstairs doing computer work, comes upstairs. Good night, love. Gets in bed and goes to bed. I'm, I know I'm laying there like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. What did I do? We go to bed. This is Randy's insecurity showing its ugly head. I didn't say a word that night. Go to bed. I'm vulnerable. And I remember thinking, and I'm not going to do that again. I don't, I don't get hurt like that. The next morning, I'm getting Maggie ready. Tiff's helping with the babies. We're getting them all ready, right? Tiff goes, oh my God, look what just popped up on my phone. Did you send me this last night? <sighs> I'm like, oh my God, love. <laughs> I, th- oh my God, you don't know what I just went through because I sent it to you last night and you never responded. And I thought you were upset with me and mad at me. You're going, what the heck? Like, stop. And I internalized it all and I became vulnerable and I became insecure and I didn't even bring it up to you last night when you came to bed. And she goes, no, it, it just popped up right now. You see? And it did. Wow. And th- that right there is Dr. Dr. John Gottman in action because he, because he says this in relationships. If you make a bid to your partner, you say something like, hey, um, I, it, I would it would feel really wonderful if you could rub my back right now. I would love that. And they say, I don't have time to rub your back. You may say to yourself, I'm never going to make myself vulnerable again like that because you just hurt me. And this is stuff goes on. We make bids for attention and the partner's job is to meet those bids. Or at least acknowledge the bid, right? Mm-hmm. So in his in his in his analogy, he goes, it goes like this: couple come together, we're dating, and the cup early on, the the lady says, "Look at the sunset, isn't it pretty?" Well, at this point, the guy's gonna be like, "Oh my god, it's so gorgeous! Let me take a picture with you." He just met the bid that she threw out there. Hey, look, the sunset's important to me. Please acknowledge it. Boom. He goes, "Sounds great. Yep, looks beautiful. Let me take a picture with you." He he met her bid for attention. Ten years later. Same couple. The, the lady might go, look at the sunset. Isn't it nice? And the guy might go, well, I saw it yesterday. It's all right. Didn't meet that bid. And no one rebids. That lady's not going to say, you know what? I said, look at the sunset. No one does that stuff. But what does happen to that lady in that moment is the same thing that happened to me last night laying in bed. We go, okay, note to self. Don't be vulnerable like that again. Boom, one brick in the wall between us. Then it happens again. And again, and we never talk about it. And pretty soon there's a wall 10 feet high between us. And I don't even know you anymore because I'm not going to be vulnerable to someone that's going to hurt me. So toward Dr. Gobbin, he says, you know what? Just never automate your significant other. Always stay present in the moment. Watch out for bids. Always acknowledge it and all is well. I failed last night because I should have said to Tiff, hey, love, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling hurt here. I just sent you a text message and you didn't respond. It was like really an important text message. 
And she would have gone, I didn't see it. I go, oh, all right. I wow. And all would have been well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that goes right on. Imagine if the next morning she wouldn't have shown me that. And time passed. Her day would have been very. Right. It could have hurt us until we talk about it. You can, you can fix anything in your life if you just expose it. Just talk about it. Problems disappear under the light. It's amazing how it works. The moment you expose it, boom, all gone. I definitely 100% understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's happened I, to everyone. I think it, ha- it happens probably more than people would think. Oh, so much. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And vulner- I mean, this is where Brene Brown is so unbelievably famous and popular, and she should be. Because we shut our worlds down because we don't be vulnerable. We don't get hurt. So we basically put up these walls and like, we're a different person to you. I'm a different person to them, a different person to them. I'm trying to appease everyone because I don't want to be, be vulnerable and get hurt. And then pretty soon we don't even know who we are anymore mm-hmm. because we're 20 different people because of all the people around us trying to appease to not be vulnerable. It's crazy. Yeah. Vulnerability is actually a good quality to have. Oh God. It's the only path to a fulfilled heart. The Bernay calls it wholeheartedness, being wholehearted. Mm. just being authentic because in the end every single person is far more alike than we are different to say to say that the simplest fashion everyone's searching for similar forms of human happiness period you're going to feel joy and excitement and sorrow and loss and and downness and so am i and so is everybody listening to this we're all the same and if you're pretending that you don't feel that i'm sorry you're tricking us. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Or at least you're trying to trick us. You know, it's not working, right? It's a good conversation. Right. With you, Ralph. Thanks, man. Good stuff.